0: You know, I guess I'm gonna have to start giving titles because I usually don't give titles. And uh, so we were, you know, we do the our TV, Rame of Praise, how many ever watch Rame of Praise? Well, you know, we, we we tape the fronts and the backs and they put the message in the middle. one of them that I preach and so we were taping last week. I think it was a week before last. And they said, and I said, I didn't preach this message. They gave me a title, and I said, I didn't preach this message. But uh, so they just give it a title. So that's what they told me. So well, if you don't give one, we give one. Well, I'm gonna start giving one tonight. I'm calling this God's Picture of Abundance. Now, you know people that are successful have a certain mindset. They cultivate a cer- certain thoughts and ideas that allows them to be successful. Now, I want to look at a verse of Scripture that you're very familiar with, John 10, 10. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The Amplified Version says, I came that they may have... Have and enjoy life. I want you to notice that. May have and enjoy life. You could just say have life and enjoy and enjoy life, and have it in abundance till it to to the full till it overflows. The message says, "I came so they can have real and eternal life, real life and eternal life, more and better life than they've ever dreamed of." Now these that's painting a picture of God's abundance right there now the Albert Barnes in his notes on the Bible he said John ten ten literally means that we have an abundance or that which abounds. He goes on to say the word denotes that which is not absolutely essential to life, but a super added, something super added to make life happy. They shall not merely have life, simple, bare existence, but they shall have all these super added things which are needed to make life eminently blessed and happy. that's what Albert Barnes says in his notes on the Bible. When we look at the promises of God, we actually can see that he wants us to have a life of abundance and health and freedom, peace, victory. And God always has more than we can imagine or think. God wants us to have the best. He wants us to to live an abundant life. You know, there are some people that have criticized the message of faith and the abundant life. But listen, just because they don't like it, doesn't, that doesn't change the Bible. The Bible's still the same. Should we quit preaching faith and abundance just because somebody is displeased with it? Should we allow a few critical people to keep us from receiving what the Word of God tells us we can have? You know, sometimes there's... What, what I give a title here is Some spiritual bullies that want to control the ideas of how God's people should live. And they put a lot of do's and don'ts and restrictions... There are, in the Word of God, there are do's and don'ts, but it's not man-made, you know? Like, the dress has changed over a period of years now. Used to, we'd all be in here with a suit and tie on and so forth and so on, but you know, there are still some people that are saying, you know, at Hagen, he's lost it. He don't have it anymore because he don't wear a tie. I had a guy say something to me one time to the effect about not wearing a tie. <laughs> and I, I, this is exactly what I did. He said, you know, how can you have the spirit if you're not dressed up with a suit and tie on? And I looked at him and I said, let me ask you a question. Did Jesus, Paul, John, did Peter, did they wear ties? I said they had. They had to move. They, they, you know. Isn't it funny how sometimes people want to try to make their rules what you're supposed to do, line it up with the Bible, okay? Now, I think we ought to, you know, I think we ought to have some decor when we come to church and uh, dress. We don't have to have suit and tie on, but we, we don't have to be sloppy either. Okay? So let me finish on. I just I just throw that in there. Do we stop preaching the message of faith and prosperity and abundance just because some people have misused it, misapplied it? No, God said it in his word. I have come that they might have and enjoy life and have it to the abundance, to the full, till it overflows. Did you know you either choose to live in the abundance that God said you can, or live on barely get along street right next to Grumble Alley? It's up to you. You know, it's time for us to realize that God is waiting on us because he's already done everything he's going to do. Yes. All we've got to do is get in the Word and realize what the Word says and then begin to believe the promises of God and begin to live in the promises of God. You see, God's truth, it, 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 it's, it's for abundance, you know, some people have set boundaries. You know, and they sort of—I don't know. Sometimes some some Christian people think that it's humility, showing that their their humility when they live on barely get a long street. Well, I don't think I don't think Abraham lived on barely get a long street. Anybody ever read about Abraham? And you know what? In Galatians chapter 3 it says that the blessing of Abraham can come on us. He lived in abundance. Go go study it. Go read it in the Old Testament. Come on now. You know, when dad was first raised off of bed affliction, I mean, he had strong faith for healing. He went out on the road and started preaching and He man, but I'll tell you what. We were living under the barrel. If you've heard him, he said he wasn't at the bottom of the barrel, he's under the barrel. But he had to learn that the same God that wanted him to have healing and he used faith to get it was the same thing, way, that he was going to get the abundance of life and I tell you what I sure was glad when we learned that because it wasn't no fun <laughs> I mean I always looked forward when I was a kid I looked forward to Sunday because we, we had roast on Sunday rest time we had beans and cornbread until dad got in and began, began to study and realized that God wanted us to have an abundance in life so that's God's picture of abundance is a lot different than a lot of people think. God has the abundance, the resources for us to live in. You know, when you're talking about abundance, you're talking about more than enough. More than enough. Not just enough, but more than enough. Now, if you're going to get a hold of the abundance of God, you've got to see the reality of of abundance in the Word of God. And he paints a pretty good picture of that. Here it is. Daniel, I mean, Deuteronomy eight eighteen. Now, I'm going to read a bunch of scripture here, so stay with me. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant. He confirmed, he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 8. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above The nations of the world, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Your offspring and your herds and flocks will—the offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit fruit baskets and bread, bread boards will be blessed wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will be scattered from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord God will bless you in the land that he has given you. That sounds like abundance to me, doesn't it to you? Joshua one eight. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do? Psalms one, two and three. But they they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaf never withers and they prosper in all they do. Psalms 23, (laughs) one. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all I need then verse 5 you prepare you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies you honor me by anointing my head with oil my cup overflows with blessings psalms 37 25 once i was young and now i'm old yet i've never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread proverbs 10 22 the blessings of the lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it Malachi three ten, bring all the tithe into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room for it to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Matthew six thirty three, we all know it. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Luke six thirty eight. we know this one. Give and you'll receive. Your gift will return to you full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over, poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Philippians 4, 19. And the same God who takes care of me, this Paul writing, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in hell just as your soul prospers. I believe that just from those few scriptures that uh, God wants us to have an abundance. Amen. Hello. I think these, these, these paint a pretty good picture of God's abundance. These verses don't take the place of the rest of the Bible, but neither can you exclude these verses. Okay, if abundance and plenty plenty, <laughs> plenty and riches are mentioned in the Bible, then it's right for us to have those things. You know there's some people think, well, now you've got to be careful you about this this prosperity business and this abundance business. You know, it can get you off course. Well, God wants you to have abundance. These verses paint a picture of us being blessed. He wants us to have an abundant life. He wants us to have more than enough. Norman Vincent Peale said this in his book, Power of Positive Thinking. There seems to be an invisible reservoir of abundance in the universe that can be tapped into by obeying certain spiritual laws. As I was reading those scriptures there, there was several of them said, told you to do something in order to be blessed, didn't it? You know, when we begin to get a hold of the fact, what the word of God has to say about abundance we can begin to live in the abundance of god you know some people i've had people say well look at them look how they're they're look how, how they're being blessed i said yeah they're doing what god told them to do i said they're giving they're they are going to church they're giving up their time and their talents and their finances See, there's a lot of people that want to do part of it, but they don't want to do the rest of it. Well, I'm giving, yeah, but uh, are you serving? That's part of getting the abundance. by serving God in some capacity somewhere, he wants everybody serving in some capacity. I better go on before I get in trouble. I can see that y'all are putting the brakes on, so I'll go on we've got to develop a mentality of god's abundance all too often people are enslaved by their own thoughts and their own ideas rather than the thoughts and the ideas from the word of god that releases you i've heard people say well you know grandpa this this way grandpa was and this way daddy lived so i guess this is the way i have to live too No, you don't. No, you don't. You know what? The life you have is greatly determined by the thoughts you think in your mind. And there's a good little book right out there in that bookstore called Right and Wrong Thinking written by a fellow that I'm named after and he 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 talks about wrong thinking, get you nothing right thinking in line with God's word, get you all the blessings, and that's what we're talking about tonight, okay? You know we need to develop the idea that God has it, and he wants us to have it, you know some. They used to say back when I was growing up as a kid in Pentecostal circles, they'd pray they'd pray, Lord bless me and John, us my family. You bless the pastor. You keep him humble, we'll keep him poor. Used to they thought the they thought the pastor wasn't supposed to make anything. And the minute he made $1 more than somebody else in the church, he is making too much. Thank God those days are gone. I lived those days. (laughs) You know, we develop certain thoughts and ideas in our heads and they have to be in line with God's word so we can receive God's word. I don't care what brother so and so said. I don't care what this guy said or that guy said or prophet this or apostle this or whatever. If it's not in line with the word of God, I'm going to throw it out the window. I said, Oh, well, you better be careful. I'm not talking against anybody. All I'm saying is if what people are saying is not in line with the word of God, leave it alone. Paul even said, told his constituents, he said, if I or somebody else comes teaching different than I've taught you, forget about it. I'm going to paraphrase it into our language. Anybody ever read that in there? Go read it. Paul wrote it. Read it. God wants us to think like he thinks. He thinks in abundance. He thinks in blessing. So, we need to get in line with his thinking. T.L. Osborne said this in his book, How to Enjoy Plenty. When the mind perceives God's abundance and begins to comprehend that he created the wealth of this earth for the blessings of his children the walls of mental enslavement begin to crumble and the rainbow of God's plenty appears. You see, you know, I I guess I I had the privilege of knowing a lot of these people personally. My dad was part of the group that traveled from that 47 to 58 healing revival and I graduated from high school in 58 so I knew I knew Brother Osborne. I knew Oral. I knew you. You name them. I knew them personally. I mean, I'm not talking about. I read about them. I heard about them. I've been in their service. I've been where they are. I've talked to them. In fact, uh, Brother Osborne, Brother, he, he, I, first time I went to Kenya, or or some no, I, I went. To, I, I went to actually. I went down into South Africa and I preached in Javelin Stadium, and I gave all, it was, what? was what? Well, it must have been what, 80, something like that, and I gave, I gave altar call, and my wife's sitting there, she'll tell you about half of the audience came, and it was about 10 grand there, and uh, so then I gave a call for healing, and the rest of the people come, and they lined them up on the soccer field, and I went out there and I prayed for people I, four hours. wasn't it? I prayed for people, <laughs> and, I, and uh, I had seen. I I I, I was I uh, I knew Brother Osborne, and I, I and so he he heard about that, and he he told me he gave me his book Healing and Mass, and he said, son. Here, saying no way you can pray for those people. Here's the way you do it. And I, he said, but I, I wore myself out <laughs> that one meeting, and I still had a week and a half to go. <laughs> but I, I, I had the privilege of knowing the, these men of God, and 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 you can glean a lot in the younger generation nowadays they don't want to listen but you can glean a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom from those that have gone before you and I tell I tell in Bible school y'all have heard me tell it some of y'all said in my class hey try to learn from everybody learn if you have to learn what not to do come on I just a little side thought. I better go back on my subject here now. Okay. Everybody still here? Good. You know, if we want to enjoy God's blessings and abundance, we first have to develop the mental attitude or the mental mindset that God wants us to have abundance. You know, you see this auditorium. We call it the Raymond Torch Auditorium, the RCA building. You know, do you realize that this building started out as thoughts and ideas? That's right. And then we transferred those thoughts and ideas to paper and adjusted them and readjusted them and adjusted them and readjusted them and then we drew plans and then we acted on all of that and here's the building you see a building is not an accident it just don't happen you know god didn't say oh you all need a building and it just appeared It came because we developed a way of thinking. We thought in line with a building. I want you to picture in your mind what the Word of God has to say about abundance. And I want that to become such a part of you until you start to act on it. You see, until... Those ideas and thoughts were acted on by going on to plans and then the plans being acted upon and and the building began to be built. You see, you've got to get in the Word. You've got to understand that God wants you to have abundance. Point to yourself and say this, God God wants me me. to to live in abundance. The Bible says so. Come on now. Now, how do we get all of this abundance? First of all, we got to realize it's there and it's got to be a part of our mindset. But how do we make it work? By faith. God made a way for us to have abundance, but it comes by faith. Now, I know that you have to have good management and wisdom are required to enjoy abundance. I know that you have to be willing to take the responsibility of abundance. You have to work hard and be diligent in order to have abundance. But you see, Those are all part of what you do by believing what the Word of God said. Okay. So, we received an offering a while ago. You believe what the Word of God said about giving, so you gave an offering. Right? What did the Word say comes to us When we give, blessings, abundance. Now, don't get hung up on the idea that abundance always comes back in the form of greenback dollar bills. Abundance can come to you through great deals, abundance can come by somebody offering you a free vacation. See, come on, let's understand that abundance comes in different ways. But because of our mindset, we begin to, to think that it's, it's got to come back in this way. No, it comes, if you believe God and are doing what God said to do, then the abundance can come in many different ways. Hello? Hello? Now, you know, Oral said this, Oral Roberts, I knew, he's another one I knew in his miracles of seed faith. There is no shortage of God's resources, none whatsoever. There is only a shortage of faith in our understanding the goodness of God. If you want to receive the abundance, then you got to believe that abundance is for you. If you're going to live in abundance, you have got to line your words up with what the Word of God is saying. And then you have to learn to act on the Word of God. There's a reason that people have... The abundance is because they think the way God wants them to think about abundance. James says this. Now, this is why some people are having a problem. And James 4 3. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Now, you see. There's where there's a fine line in giving. It's your motives. I'm giving to God because that's what he said in his word. I'm not giving to get. I'm giving in line with what God said in his word. Let me understand what I'm saying to you. God wants us to have plenty for for ourselves in abundance, but he does not want us to consume all the abundance on ourselves when we have abundance then we should use some of that to help us to spread the gospel by giving to those that are preaching the gospel around the world by supporting the local church if you want to raise your level of abundance, raise your level of believing and giving. It's time for us to believe what God said. It's time for us to rise up and enjoy abundance. It's okay to have prosperity. Just don't go off in the ditch with it like some people are. You know, all I've tried to do tonight is talk to you about the fact that God wants us to have abundance and abundance is a part of the word of God. And if we're going to live in abundance, then we've got to think like God thinks, act like God wants us to have a blessing. Some people say, well, you know, I don't know whether God wants me to have this or not. Well, what he's saying is his word. If you read that in, there in Deuteronomy, it mentions uh, everything that you can think of. Hello. Right. Now see, you young people don't understand what that breadboard was. Now my grandma on her, on her ca- cabinet there, and she'd put a, we called it a cup towel, but she put this tie, little white tie, cup towel over it. She had sitting there the startings of making bread. And she would use that every, get up every morning and make biscuits. Now, real biscuits. <laughs> they're about that thick. And they're about that big around. How many know what I'm talking about? Then she makes some gravy. and you open that biscuit, I put that gravy on top. of. Oh, it's good stuff. You kids don't know nothing about the good stuff. God wants... He has a table prepared for us, and it's an abundant supply of anything and everything that we need to enjoy our life down here. Somebody always talking about... Heaven, Thank God for heaven. I believe in heaven. But let me tell you what. God wants us to have some heaven to go to heaven in. Amen. Everybody stand up. Anybody get anything out of this tonight? I know you knew about most of the stuff I talked about, but I just want to, to stir up your pure minds again. Peter said that as long as he was in his body, he was going to keep reminding his people that was underneath him about all these things. So I'm just going to keep reminding you about it. Hello. Some some people are always hunting for something new. Come up with a new this or a new that. I through the years and I'm just going I can go back I could go back into the 40s, but I'm just going to go back to the 70s because that's when Christian television finally started up. And through all of these years up to this time, I've seen Many, many, many different people get on there with some new idea and you can't find them anywhere. Now, you see, they say this about a man that I'm named after, Kenneth Hagin. They say, he started out teaching the same thing that he taught for 64 years or 65 years of his life. He never tried to get a new subject. How many of you have heard him preach Mark 11:23? a hundred times. I heard it more. My kids, we were doing, we were traveling. We did a back in, I don't know. I guess the kids were twelve and nine, maybe. We got on a we got on a, bu- a bus. I helped drive. It was me, Lynette, the piano player, singer, and a couple of helpers and the kids. And we 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 started out from here, and we did went a bus. We did a tour up through. Nebraska, and all, Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, and all up in there. We did, what was it, 23 services in 25 days. We would have a service, get in the bus and drive, have a service that night, drive again, have another service the next night. And because we were in areas that, I don't think anybody had ever been in there preaching on faith or anything, and so I use the children of Israel. I preach on the children of Israel a lot, and the kids finally say, "Dad, don't preach on children of Israel tonight." <laughs> well, the Paul says that what happened to the children of Israel happens as the end samples are examples for us, and that's what to do and what not to do. Amen. Trust you got something out of this tonight. Hey, if you happen to be in this service tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, or you happen to know what it is to serve God, but you've just got off course, you need to rededicate your life. If that's you, the ladies are here, the men are over here. As we're dismissed, if you'll come down here, these prayer partners will pray with you and you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. If you'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit, according to Acts chapter 2, Verse number four, they were all with The Holy Spirit began to speak with tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. You come down here. They'll pray with you. If you need prayer for anything, come down here. They'll pray with you, okay? Remember, Sunday morning, I'll be here. And Sunday night, camp meeting starts. Everybody come, believe me, come expecting. And you probably noticed that we've changed it up a little bit this year. Got more speakers, more people speaking. Praise God. I believe it's going to be a really great, great, great camp meeting. And listen, we do need help with the ushers. And I know you ladies, when y'all have ladies conference, y'all usher. So y'all can sign up too because you know how to usher. So sign up. Okay. We need help. Sign up. Connection team, go find our, If we have first-time guests, I think we did find those first-time guests. Take them to the out there to get a special gift that we have for them. If you're looking for a church home, while we say church, welcome home. Just come and join us. Hey, God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning right here. Right here, 10 o'clock. 9 o'clock, School of the Bible. Hey, if you need prayer... For salvation, Holy Spirit, or anything, come to the front right now, and you will receive. God bless you.